Stay up on the real culture of Detroit by tuning in to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network weekly. Music, art, business, comedy, and never-before-told stories from the people of Detroit. You're listening to the Cat's Meow Podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. All right, good, good morning for us, everyone. I don't know what time of the day you're going to hear this. We've gotten up pretty early to record the restart, new and refreshed, cast me out. Now, got some surprises going on, but I just want to say something about this name because my wonderful co-host over here and I have been talking and playing with that name, and we might change it, and we might see how you feel and what you feel and maybe give you some input on that, too, because it ain't just about us. It's about everybody. Um, so we're relaunching the Cat's Meow, and that's tentatively what it's called today. And I have a, I'm have excited about this co-host of mine. Um, you know, um, we did the Cat's Meow before, and we stopped, and then life happened, and then COVID happened. And throughout COVID, you know, my co-host and I, we had a lot of discussions about a lot of things and a lot of transitions in our lives some good a lot of a lot of good a little bad you know but we felt like we were at a place where we wanted to start this thing back up and open it up so without further ado without further ado I want to introduce my co-host Deidre the essence is the co-host bless up y'all yes (laughs) thank you so much for having me and uh I'd just like to say good morning to everybody wherever you are it's morning somewhere it's morning here for us and um, I'm just excited. I'm just excited right now. It's a lot of things going on within the city. Like you said, a lot of things going on within the microcosm of our world. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of things to talk about, not only locally, but globally. Yes. You understand? And so yeah. I'm just excited about the different topics that we'll touch on. And then we just have a hodgepodge yeah. of information and, and topics stuff. and, you know, just, yeah, you and know, just the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. So, you know, I'm excited to be here. It's just a lot of good things to to talk about in regards to life. Yes. And uh, I can't wait to get into it. Thank you for having me once again. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. So, people don't necessarily see me and you interact with each other. Yeah. You know, but but sis and I find a good couch or yeah. <laughs> a, a, a car seat, I don't know, anywhere, you know, and mm-hmm. a, a five-minute or, or what is intended to be a five-minute conversation or maybe just asking a question. Mm-hmm. Turns into these like mind blowing Mm -hmm. aha moments and conversations, and it's just it's nuts. And then Mm -hmm. it turns into listening sessions and talking about music Mm -hmm. and talking about life and talking about politics and talking about people and just us. And I I will say this Mm -hmm. because for those people who are my friends, they know Mm -hmm. like I love my friends that hold me accountable, Mm -hmm. and I ain't gonna go in everything you to hold me accountable (laughs) for right now, maybe. Maybe if I loosen up, but I ain't going to do that. But, you know, from the first interaction with Sis, we, it's just been magical. And we've talked about a lot of things, and, and, and I think that we've both been very open with each other. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, first of all, I appreciate you oh, I for appreciate being you who too. you are to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had conversations, sidebar conversations, mm-hmm. where I needed to let you know how important your friendship means to yeah. me. You know, so everybody don't get that, but... 
I got to get that to you because I don't know in this short period of time that we've known each other mm-hmm. and every interaction has just been meaningful. Absolutely. Like it's, it's crazy. Absolutely. So I had to let you into the friend circle because yeah. I don't <laughs> let everybody into my friend circle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I feel really safe with you there yeah. and I feel like it's reciprocated and I feel like it's valuable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really feel bad for people sometimes when they don't have those connections with people. And I don't think some people even know how to have those connections with people. You know, very raw and uncomfortable situations. And I always say all the time, uncomfortable situations create change. Mm -hmm. And I know that we've had uncomfortable situations, not necessarily when it comes to anything between you and I, but just conversations about our lives and things that have happened. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was good for me. And, And I can only speak for me. I don't know about you, but I feel like that was good. And it helped mold me into different ways, which I think are paying off right now. So... Absolutely. I think um, I share the same sentiment. I think, too, you know, I'm very, anybody that knows me, and that's hard to do, (laughs) but I'm very reclusive, Mm -hmm. uh, somewhat introverted, but I'm always right on time Mm -hmm. with friends. Mm -hmm. I'm always right on time. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the genuine exchange comes from not exhausting the good energies. Mm -hmm. I believe in that. And, um, also, it's just transparency. I love it. I like it. I like communication. If I can't have a meaningful conversation with you, if we're just going to shoot the breeze, it's going to be short. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's all you want to do is shoot the breeze. But if you want to get into those, th- those things that are ethereal, mm-hmm. if you want to get into those things that are soul changing. That's that poet. I'm mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. You know, because I like it. I need it. Mm-hmm. And just as you were saying earlier, a lot of the hard conversations, they're not really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Introspective. Mm-hmm. Um, when you sit with yourself a lot, like I do, a lot of us have had to do mm-hmm. in this season, but it's nothing new to me. You're able to pick apart those things that are pleasant about yourself, not so pleasant, extraordinary, mm-hmm. things that could be, um, you know, strengthened, all those things. And when you do that with yourself, you draw to yourself people that are ready for the same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, now, within that experience, you can have some tensions. It depends on where somebody is at uh, spiritually, emotionally, you know, where they're at in their emotional intelligence. But for the most part, those hard conversations or those difficult conversations, it's not about conflict. It's about focus mm-hmm. and having that scope that you've been ignoring that you didn't want to really peer into is saying to myself or to yourself, how can I be better at this particular area in my life? And we do that. I only sit with anybody that knows me knows. We'll go to the water, (laughs) the water. The reason why I say this is now I'll tell anybody, encourage, encourage your friends to come to the water with you. The water opens you up. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. You're a conduit to so much energy, and it is too. So you go to the water. You pray by the water. You meditate. You open yourself up to exactly who you are in that moment. Then you sit with it. And you fight with it. And you, I do it every day. Mm-hmm. I go and I fight with it. I sit with it. I rejoice in it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it is to me. And any friendship that I cultivate, 
or desire to, it got to be as open mm-hmm. as that water. You understand? Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that stuff. And I appreciate all the friends in my life. And um, lately, I've just been really, um, really isolated and really getting into my, my scripture, really getting with my God. And a lot of great things have been happening since I've quieted my spirit mm-hmm. and kind of got to the bottom of that toxic um, savior complex I got. That was hard to admit to myself. Mm-hmm. You want to get in there and make everything right for everybody else, so you kind of neglect your own stuff that you got to make right. Absolutely. You know, so Absolutely. that's where I'm at right now. And, and you know, like I said before, um, I feel bad for people who, who don't experience these connections. Mm-hmm. Um, because these, I'm going to be honest with you, these are the things that keep me going. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I understand that some people may not know how to have those connections. Yeah. So one of the reasons that I asked you to be a part of this with me is because I wanted to share our connection mm-hmm. um, in our conversations mm-hmm. um, with people just so they can experience that mm-hmm. and try to encourage those connections and, and conversations with people amongst their friends and their peers. Absolutely. And so I'm going to start off by asking you, who are you? Who is the essence? Like, I know who the essence is for me, <laughs> but... Was like what what do you want people to know about you? Well, the essence is uh the essence is kind of like a byproduct of my artistic side, right? Mm-hmm. Deidre is where it's at. Okay. The essence is cool. And um it's not like that's an alter ego or anything like that, but I just Deidre is better, you know? So the essence is uh the byproduct of Deidre being creative, her creative side, the different creative endeavors that I hope to embark on soon. And uh, she's just, um, the essence a little, is a little bit more boisterous, mm-hmm. a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more interactive. Deidre is a little bit more, you know, laid back and chilling in the cut, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just, I'm a native Detroiter, east side girl. Um, Living on the west side now, um, I believe in investing into the city of Detroit in our neighborhoods. Um, bought a home in a um, neighborhood that's, you know, becoming uh, gentrified slowly but surely. Um, I just really believe in our, our leaders here in Detroit, our community, um, black community, LGBT community, all for it. I'm just for anybody that's trying to create positive change. That's what the essence, you'll find her there. I do my job and I get out of there and go back home. <laughs> that's it. I don't, I don't congregate much, but that's, that's who, that's who I am. I'm just, I'm really for Detroit. I'm really for, um, our folk, really for women. And, um, we're just really, really for the city. I'm, I'm, I'm on my Detroit, everything. That's an initiative. That started as a mantra that eventually grew into a brand. But more importantly, I like to keep it as an initiative and movement. Um, more than you wearing the shirt or anything or saying it, I prefer that you actually put action to that um, phrase. And just, you know, let me know what you're doing in and around the city. If I could be of assistance, I'm, I'm near Lickety Split. And, um, yeah, that's me. And you can always catch me at Belle Isle or by somebody of water. Just, you know, chilling, praying. Yeah. So I want people to get, I have some questions. Yeah. I'm going to ask you three questions. 
Okay. Simple questions. Mm-hmm. Nothing invasive or anything All right. like that. But I just, it's important that people get to know who you are and get to know who we are. It's four questions. Okay. Okay. No problem. So the first one, what is happiness to you? Happiness is complete freedom in who you are at the moment. It is true liberation of the spirit, of the mind, of the emotions. It's everything that you are and free to be. That's what it is. Okay. All right. And if you could sit with one person of your choosing, whether they are deceased, whether they are alive, whether they're famous, whether they're just someone that you just know, who would that person be and why? Oh, my God, there's so many. But lately, and I've always wanted this so bad, I want to sit with Ella Fitzgerald. Mm. Um, her, her story really resonates with me. Her energy, her tenacity, the way she was able to transcend um, different eras of music and genres of music mm-hmm. for over 60 years. You know, and she was scrappy. <laughs> Growing up, I like that. I like that. And when I gotta, I gotta know that you can uh, hold your own out here. So I, I love that. And then I just, I love how she was a lot like me. You get out there, you do what you're called to do, and then you go home. They talk about her retreating a lot and keeping to herself. So I love, I love that about her. It's you know, I think uh, she was a woman also that didn't mind her own company. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I love it. And if I could be so lucky as to be in her company, mm-hmm. oh, man, I would just yeah. melt. Okay. All right. Name one thing that people don't know about you that you, that you don't mind sharing. Mm. Oh, it's so much. <laughs> it's so much. Mm. I, I, do, do they not know a lot? Do they not know a lot? I think we let people know what we want them to know, but do they really know us? <laughs> It's a lot of things that people know about me that I, I giggle at because it's, it's not necessarily true, but I don't dismiss it because that's their perception. You know, you know what I saw? I saw a dope quote, and I'm going to answer the question. I saw a dope quote that said, whatever somebody told you about me that's not true, believe it. <laughs> fuck you and fuck them too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But um, it was, let me see, because everybody, I, lo- I love animals, but I think people know that. Mm-hmm. Do they, they know that. They might know that. I don't know. I'm, I post it. I like I post my pets and stuff. Um, I don't know. I guess um, that that would be something I like. I like pets. Um, oh, one of my favorite vocalists is also um, Julie Andrews. Okay. And Judy Garland. So I mean, really? that's like yeah, I like. Hmm. Oh, I like. I like beautiful music. Of all genres. Sorry. Yeah. What do you want to see come from this podcast? Mm. I want to see... I want to see people that are open, honest, and transparent with their narrative. I want to see positive change in people first. Like, I really want people that sit down with us to, like you said, really take something away from it and not just come and promote or not just come and shoot the breeze, but actually open up 
let it be like that water and actually take something home and be like, you know what, them mother- mm-hmm. they really, they really challenged me. Or they really, they really stretched me. Like I really, I really want that. That's it, you know. Cool. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. We just wanted to give people a glimpse into you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what people know about me. I would ask you the same questions. Would I think you? you should. Yeah, I think you should go down the same questions and and give us a and and a scope into who you are. Hmm. Who am I? Man, depends on the day. Let's see. <laughs> um, because I fluctuate so much. But let me see. What is happiness to me? I'm going to tell you something. So I work for Wayne County Safe. I'm a sexual assault advocate. And last week was... Thank rough. you for your work. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Flat out. Thank you. Um, it was rough because I was on call all weekend. And um, Sunday, I think that I started at like 8 o'clock Sunday morning. I didn't technically finish until 8 o'clock Monday morning. Uh, with a couple of gaps here and there. You know, a few breaks. And then... Thursday, I was on call again, and I went over to my friend's house, and my friend is wonderful, and she cooks dinner for me like, like somebody's grandma, so so nice. So that's one thing about me. I like to eat. I like food. Um, that ain't the answer, though. And I was sitting there, and, and you know, it wears on you, like, you know, to hear those stories and to see those people go through what they go through. And, you know, I was talking to my son about it, and, you know, he's like, you got to work. Th- people assaulting people through a pandemic and I was like yeah it just doesn't stop so I'm trying to explain to him about power and control and and things like that and I was sitting there and I was sunken like I was I was stuck and I said what can I do and my friend's trying to make me she's like you want to drink you want to and I'm like nah and then my granddaughter popped in my head and I was like I need to see her face now she doesn't live here she lives in Missouri so I pick up the phone and People underestimate kids. Kids are magical. And I'm talking to her. And this baby, you know, sometimes she a lot like me. She got a little tooth or whatever. You know, we had to get each other together. But she was just so sweet and, and genuine with me. And she was just saying how much she missed me. And, you know, she notices my background when I'm not home. You know what I'm saying? And, and I had a conversation with my granddaughter, and I immediately got happy. Um, there are other things that make me happy, but I do understand what my grandma used to say. It's different when it's your grandchild versus your child. You know, you love your kids, but your kids get on your nerves. And, you know, just, to, just you know, the things about the, them that remind you of you irritate you the most, you know. But I understand what my grandmother says about it's different. And I was her baby. Everybody knew I was her baby. It's different when it's your grandchild. That baby brings me happiness. And her middle name is Sharon, too. And she's just the dopest kid ever. And she was talking to her dad. And she told her dad, you know, he called her a princess. And she said, no, 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 I'm a queen. Except for when I'm with Gigi. That's me. And then I'm a princess. And, and you know, my son, he was laughing. He said, you got to be getting that from your grandma. I said, that's absolutely right. You better recognize it and fix your crown. You know, so that baby brings me happiness. And that is happiness because she's so sweet. She's so innocent. She's so beautiful and she's so kind. And it just reminds me of how things can be. And she keeps me grounded. That makes me happy. Um, If I could sit with one person, who would it be? I think it would be my grandmother who passed away when I was nine. And, you know, this is what I tell people about death because I have a lot of friends who are experiencing death now, especially through COVID. The way that I describe death is it's an ugly speed bump that you're constantly trying to get control of the car again. 
you may never get control of the car again. It throws you off. And my grandmother passed when I was nine, which was over 30 years ago. I'll, I'll be 44 this year. But it's just so many unanswered questions. But I would tell her thank you because I think all of the good parts of me, even though it was nine short years, came from her. And I believe, and I was just having a conversation with my friend the other day about guardian angels and following your first mind and how, you know, I used to drive somewhere and something hold me up and then I get mad. Like, oh my God, would y'all just drive? And then ahead of me is an accident that if I'd have been there two minutes before, I probably would have been dead. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So I know that my ancestors and my grandmother watch over me. And I know that the good parts of me, and there's some bad parts, but the good parts of me that people experience, the giving back and the loving on people and being unconditional with people came from her. And I just wonder sometimes if I would have had a couple more years of that, like, God, what would I be then? So I want to say thank you. And I always honor my, my, my ancestors. Yeah. Whether people know it or not, a lot of the things that I do is because of my me paying homage to them. Mm-hmm. And I just want a hug from her, and I want to smell her because she used to wear opium perfume and take me to Winkleman's all the time. I had me sitting there for five hours. Winkleman's, okay. Winkleman's. Oh. Get a nice Holmes tooth coat. Man, my granny used to be sharp, though. She was an immaculate housekeeper. That's she was an immaculate person with decorating, and I would just want to say thank you to her and tell her that I love her, even though she knows. Mm. And uh, thank you for loving me like that. I, I base my relationships with people on how... I was loved by her. You know what? It's crazy because I was just with a friend yesterday, and they're going, they're engaged, mm-hmm. soon to be married. And I always ask you, you had me, um, you heard me ask you this. Oh my goodness, how did it make you feel? Mm-hmm. Like my eyes light up. Mm-hmm. And this is how I knew he had met the love of his life. Mm-hmm. He said, "She feel like my grandma." Mm-hmm. I said, "Ooh, that's how you know." Mm-hmm. I asked you. I say, "How did they feel?" They feel like my grandma. I said, ooh, that's how mm-hmm. you know. Yep. I say that because it's, that feels like home to most mm-hmm. people if they've had a pleasant experience with a grandmother, you know? It's such a welcoming, non-judgmental, affirming place. And it's safe. Safe. Safer than anything you could ever experience, right? Yep. So when I hear that, I always know. Some wedding bells gonna happen. You whoa, know what I'm whoa. You, you jumping the gun. Wait a minute. Let me tell you, I've never been off. I never been off. I was just and then wait. So after I left that friend, and of course we had gone by the water. Okay. Open them up. Yeah, you you a therapist. You sure take oh, by that's, the water. Well that's that's go, that's the end goal of my profession. But um so then I had gone over another friend's house and they were lightning to me, hadn't seen me. So we were talking about the first time that she had uh, met her spouse now. So just over 10 years ago, we were co-workers. Mm-hmm. And I'd gone over there just in my pajamas, sitting on the porch, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, it's this guy I want you to meet. Uh, he's, he's cool or whatever. Trying to, you know, I was trying to be, play it cool. And so I said, okay, I'm going to chill out. When he gets here, I'm going to head out so y'all can have some alone time. And so um, the gentleman gets out the car. And I look over at my friend, and she already blushing. Yeah. And she tough. She tough. <laughs> so I say, uh, I said, you love him. Mm-hmm. And it was new. Mm-hmm. And she got to cussing at me. <laughs> just all kind of F-bombs and everything. Mm-hmm. I just stood up, and I smiled. And I said, I'm going to see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I skipped off. And I told her on the phone, I said, I knew that um, you liked him. And I said, but I'll tell you one thing. You're going to marry him. And I said, you you clicked your heels while you were waiting for him to approach. Mm-hmm. 
in the the light on your face, I said, that's going to be your husband. And she just on the phone. I got mad again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, okay. I said, well, have a good day. <laughs> and I hung up. You know, it don't rattle me. I, don't, yeah. I understand. Yeah. And so it don't rattle me. And I just hung up and I smiled because I knew that she knew. Mm -hmm. She just wasn't ready to confirm yet. Mm -hmm. And it was brand new. It was only a couple of days. And now, over 10 years later, they have one of the most beautiful relationships I've ever seen. Wow. He's one of the best men that I've ever known. And I've known a lot of great men. Wow. And she's a swell woman. You understand me? Gotcha. And the flow of their relationship is beautiful and, and you see it coming. I'm telling you this uh -oh. because I'm telling you, I don't miss. Uh -oh. I don't miss. You see something in my future. I don't miss. I got to, well, I got to see some more things and then I'll be able to tell you, I can't speak on it now, okay. but I'm telling you the, of those incidences where it's, it's, it's been true and it's all in the way that they make you feel. Are you free? Mm -hmm. Are you free? Did your face light up? Are you delighted? Are your heels clicking? Mm -hmm. I mean, she looked like Dorothy on Wizard of Oz. That girl's heels are clicking so tough, you know? That's what's up. So, yeah, I agree with you. And when they feel like, so those, it's those things, your face light up, and do they feel like grandma? Yeah. That's what I've gotten. So, consistently it's been, they feel like grandma or their faces light up. They feel like grandma or their faces light up. Okay. And that's how you know. Okay. Yeah. The grandma thing is powerful because I'm on both sides of that. Yeah. So I, I understand it. And I know I've loved before. And mm -hmm. when I love you that way and I have that that open feeling and I, I don't know what's I don't know how to describe it. I know that I love you. Mm -hmm. And when I can feel it, it's magical. So on that note, we'll see. Mm-hmm. One thing that people don't know about me. Oh, I used to be bullied. Bad. Really, really bad. Um, after my grandmother died, I went to Burton International. And my mother was on welfare. Mm -hmm. And so Burton International was more middle class kids. And, you know, white kids and kids mm -hmm. whose parents was doctors and lawyers and all these kinds of things. And, you know, I didn't know at the time, but I think I was suffering depression. And my mother used to always say to me, people who kill themselves go to hell. I don't, I don't know that to be true. I'm not saying that that is true. I'm just saying what was relayed to me. Yeah. And so that wasn't an option for me. But if it was, I probably would have done it. Mm -hmm. So I understand that empty place, that darkness. Um, I also understand some other things with suicide, but this is not a suicide talk right now. Mm -hmm. um, but what happened was it turned me into this person. And this is the person who fights for people. This is the person who encourages people to fight for themselves, but understands that everybody is not in a position to do that. And so I think that the pain that I suffered from that has turned me into this and made me be compassionate. And a lot of people may not see the compassion because it's not for people to see. And I don't talk about everything that I do, but I will honestly say, and I can say, that every night when I go to bed, I know that I help somebody. Literally. I literally know that. And it's amazing to hear people tell you how impactful you have been to them. Um, and I don't need it. I don't need it because when I do what I do, it's because I, I love people. Not a person, but people. And I just want everybody to be okay. And so those experiences and that darkness that I felt then have molded me into who I am now. 
And even when, you know, I do, because, you know, just show the documentary for people in Texas and things like that, mm-hmm. I always say, this is for that nine-year-old little girl. Yeah. And people don't tend to understand what that means, but that nine-year-old shrine endured so much from loss to bullying to abuse to all of these things, and I owe her. Mm. And so, in addition to trying to be this person for people, this vessel, this voice, this is to pay homage to that kid. Because if it wasn't for that kid, I wouldn't be where I am. That's right. What would you, what would you tell her? It's going to be okay. Yeah. I would tell her it's going to be okay. And don't be afraid to be you. Mm-hmm. And you are loved. There we go. And I will hug her. Probably take her shopping too. But, you know. <laughs> needed that you know? I love it yeah. you know it's crazy because um uh, one of my studies last night and I was up I was up to the wee hours of the morning and girl you know I had to shake myself up honey mm-hmm. to get in here but um I, I was studying um the effects of uh, bullying and, and pressure mm-hmm. so it kind of veered from bullying mm-hmm. to the pressures of um school and then that led me to um some Incidences where teenagers and young adults had gone over the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. And this one guy, he feared he had a teacher call in his house and he feared that he had failed an exam so bad. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want his parents to get that call that he actually went to the Golden Gate Bridge and ended it all. Mm-hmm. Then there was a, a contrasting incident where this cat jumped off, and he survived. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the Coast Guard told him, we have pulled 50 bodies out today alone. Wow. You're the only one to survive. And this month, it was I think they said they were able to recover 500 bodies, so no telling. Wow. Throughout the night and day, who they missed. Damn. And so he said, and this resonated with me, and I praise God that he, he was spared. He speaks to schools. Now I have to get the gentleman's name. But he said, and it stuck with me all night. I tossed and turned. He said the minute that he jumped, he regretted it. Not even a millisecond mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to live. And I think his determination to live is what made him survive. Then there was another girl. She, I don't know what, what, what the issue was, but... This is before Uber. This is maybe 2001, they said. Mm-hmm. High school student. She said she wanted to go to the zoo. Uh, it was maybe 50 miles away from where she was. The taxi pulls up and says, well, you know, young lady, that's going to be $150. He got her to the Golden Gate Bridge. She said, well, wait, stop right here. The fee was 130 She said, here, take the whole 150 and keep the change. Mm-hmm. So he said, you sure? I said, yeah. So he pulls off, and he watches her Jump. go over. In his rear view, he realized what he had just brought her to. These were all young adults and teenagers mm-hmm. from middle school, high school, college, and maybe just graduating college mm-hmm. or expected to. Mm-hmm. There's an attack on a young mind. Absolutely. There's a promise on young life. Absolutely. We need our young generation. We need them so desperately, right? Mm-hmm. There's an attack 
the spirit of depression. Mm-hmm. All these things attacking our youth. And suicide is one of the biggest causes of death yeah. amongst our youth. And we need them. We yeah. got to tell them we love them. I went to, I went to a, um, my job. Wonderful job. I love my job. My job sent me to a conference about suicide. The young man that you're talking about, his name is Kenneth Baldwin. Yes. Kenneth yes. Baldwin. And, and, it, and, and you know, this is a very deep dive into suicide and, and you know, um, the thought process behind it and everything like that. And like I said, I've suffered from it before, the thoughts. Mm-hmm. I've never done anything to actually do it. Mm-hmm. But what I do understand about it is it's not that, and, and I know we're not doing a suicide talk, but I just mm-hmm. want to say this. It's not that everybody who does it feels lonely. They don't feel unloved. And it takes a lot to get to that point. From the time where you have the thought to actually executing is a lot. Um, and a lot of families or loved ones blame themselves when it happens. And it's, it's, it's a lot deeper than people think it is. I would like us to have a conversation about that. Um, and you are correct what he said and, and what a lot of people who have attempted suicide and, and not succeeded have said is as soon as I regretted it, you know, so that's one of the reasons that I love the fact that we are kind and, and both you and I work with youth. Um, and, and I try to present myself in the best way. I mean, I'm rough around the edges. So let's not get it twisted. Yeah, me too. But I, I, I want kids to see people like us and people like us being okay. Because yeah. we each have, we, we all have stories. Yeah. And I feel like when we were coming up, had we seen more positive images of people like us, mm-hmm. it would have helped us. Mm-hmm. So one of my goals is to be a positive image for people coming after me. And hell, even people older than me have seen the, the documentary, for example, and they're like, this has helped me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have a platform, and this is to bring everything full circle with this. You know, thank you to Detroit is different. Thank you to you. Yes, thank you thank to you. everybody who participates because we can use this platform to really reach people that may not be able to be reached. You know what I'm saying? And and we're blessed and we're put in yes. these positions and this is a responsibility. Yes, it is. And, you know, I had an interesting day yesterday, a really good day, and I didn't want to get up, but I had to get up because this is what we're blessed to do. Yes. And I refuse for God to take any gifts that God is offering me That's away right. because I'm being lazy and, and getting too comfortable. That's right. So I love you too for keeping me I on my toes. Too. Absolutely. And you, you challenge me sometimes. We ain't got to get into all of that. And, you yeah. know, sometimes I'm like, oh, come on, Deidre, like, <laughs> seriously? But I trust you, and I and I I cannot say that about very many people, and yeah. even in a short amount of time, I know this has got my back, and Absolutely. you know, so I'm just like, ah, oh, damn, Absolutely. like, do we have to? Come on, but man! You know, it's it's and only because I, I do it to myself. I know, but I, I you, you see, I try to fight my way out yeah. of it, and you 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 close the door and yeah. you shut me, and I'm like, fuck it, I gotta sit in. But but you know, like I like much like my friend who uh, didn't want to accept yeah. that, that love interest, yeah. I don't get offended. I know it is. I I take myself through it. I fight myself before I even attempt to advise somebody on anything. It's because I've torn myself apart and gotten to the mess of me before I even talk about what I might see happening with you. How dare I? If I haven't done my own work. You understand? And it's tough. So that's why y'all don't see me. Well, 
this is what we wanted to do today. We wanted to give everybody a glimpse into who we are. Mm. People listening will probably know because y'all know us and because we asked y'all to listen and because y'all love us, y'all will spread the word. <laughs> but, you know, we also wanted to let you all know what direction we're trying to go in with this. We want to involve a youth to be a producer. Yes. Give them some experience. Um you know, help them make their dreams come true and branch off and, and mentor and love on them. Um, we want to get the community voices involved. This is not just about us. This is about everybody. So we have a space where we can bring people on to talk about different subjects and everything like that. We have an open, open stage where we can talk about what we want to talk about, the way we want to talk about it. We can cuss. We can scream. We can holler. That's we right. can laugh. We can cry. We could play music all day if we want to. We could do whatever it is that we want to do. But more importantly, we just want to thank everybody for listening. Yes. Thank Tell you. y'all we appreciate y'all. And, you know, just from this brief conversation that we've had here, as you can see, there will be a lot more coming. So stay tuned. Check out the Facebook page. We're going to, you know, we might change the name. I don't know. What you feeling about that, DJ? Like I told you, it's either way for me. Okay. Um I'm open to everything new because that's when I'm about to season. All right, new Um And also, I'm 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 ready for anything established already. So I, I'm, I'm so easy breezy. Huh? That's what's up. That's why I love you. <laughs> I love you too. That's why I love you. So check us out. We're gonna end episode one. Stay tuned for episode two as these podcasts are released. Because like I said, we're just starting back up. COVID is COVID. Um, again, thank you to Detroit is different for allowing us this space and we're going to get all this together. This is my first time engineering. God help us. And everybody who knows me knows about me and these electronics, but I think we good. I think we're good. I think this went very well. I think this is good. good. I think I found another talent. Okay. Let's do it. Exhaust all your talents before we leave up off this realm. I know that's right. Cause God keep giving them to me. And sometimes I'm like, what are you doing? Like I can't even turn the phone on good, but Hey, that's right. But we did it. So stay tuned. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we look forward to um, giving you some more. Have a good day. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.